It's time to take a journey to find your courage, break through your limits, and master your destiny. It's time for Ken D. Foster's Voices of Courage. Ken brings you some of the most courageous people on the planet that will inspire greatness within you and change your life for the better. It's time to see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. It's time for Voices of Courage. And here's your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, welcome everybody to Voices of Courage. Today is an amazing day to take your life to a completely new level. You know, we're all here to live in harmony and grace. And it's how you interpret reality and how you respond to events that would determine how you show up and who you are and actually your life's destiny. So our show today is really about looking at your mind, looking at uh, the areas of your life where maybe you don't look too often, right? But maybe areas that we need to forgive. Title of this show today is The Courage to Forgive. We're going to go deep. We're going to take a deep dive. And I want to say this to you. You know, a lot on the surface, most people aren't walking around thinking they need to forgive anything. They're just walking around doing their life, right? You're probably doing it right now. You're driving down the street. You're doing the car. You're in your car. You're watching us on Facebook Live here, and you're not thinking about having to forgive anybody. But I have I have to say this: lack of forgiveness has symptoms, and those symptoms we break out at at some of the most inopportune time. They can be, ang- it can be anger. It can be a sense of emptiness. It can be a sense of un, uh, lack of purpose, lack of fulfillment. It can be resentments. It can, it, you can feel like there's a, a disharmony in your life where you're walking around and you know there's just something that is there, but you don't know what it is. Well, I'm here to tell you that a lot of that is going to be forgiveness. And I've done this work a lot in my life. And here's what I found out. I found out that there's six critical areas of forgiveness that we have to look at. We need to forgive our family of origin, our religion of origin, our country of origin, our past and current friendships, our current and past relationships, and of course, the most important piece is we need to forgive ourselves. And you say, forgive for what? Well, on one level, there's nothing to forgive. We're all perfect beings making mistakes, going through life and and doing our lives. But at a deeper level, underneath the surface, we have been socialized into thinking things that aren't just, that just aren't real. They're just not, it's not reality. We walk around judging people, places, and things. We walk around with uh, feeling wounded sometimes. We have deep wounds inside of us. And when we understand, I've asked the question, why is that? Well, one of the reasons is we don't know who we are. We have no clue that we are a spiritual being having a human experience. We have no clue as to the power of our minds, the power of our, of, our, of our lives to transcend anything that's going on inside of us. So I found this work 
to be absolutely essential if you really want to take your life and really want to live your life and take it to the next level. It's essential. Now, listen. You know, some of you are thinking right now, oh, you know what? I, I'm going to turn my channel. I'm, I'm going to go over here and, and listen to some something entertaining. I might go listen to music. I might go uh, just drive down the road uh, mindlessly. But I have to say, if you continue doing that, if you continue turning the channel and not tuning in to what you need to tune into inside of yourself to be able to let go of anything that's stopping you from having a full, rich, joyful, loving, kind, caring, compassionate life, then your life is going to remain the same. You know, our greatest thinking keeps us in bondage. You know, listen, if you could have had a greater life today, you would have, you would have done that because you are, you are already thinking like everybody else. You're thinking about how to have a greater life. But your greatest thinking can't get you past that. What you have to do is take a deep dive into the soul. We have to take a deep dive into ourselves to be able to go deep into this thing we call forgiveness. We need to be able to think about forgiveness in a different way. So if you have areas in your life, let's say you have poor habits right now, or let's say uh, uh, earlier I mentioned you might have a resentment or two, or you might be, uh, you might, you know, somebody might say something to you and you get upset, or somebody might uh, trigger you and you get, you get, uh, you get depressed or you get hopeless. You get, just by somebody saying something to you. Have you ever asked why that is? Because there's something underneath there that's not working. So let me tell you this. I want you to think of forgiveness this way. Forgiveness is weakness leaving the body. Forgiveness is weakness leaving the body. There's something inside of us that we hold on to that keeps us captive, that holds our, our heart, holds our, our presence. And we, we're in that place and we can't feel like we can't let it go. It's going to be part of us forever, whatever that is for you. My guest coming up in this show is going to talk about how he had to transcend forgiveness. And his story you're not going to want to miss because his son was killed by a gang member at 15 years old. Now, imagine being able to forgive the person that killed your son. We're going to find out some deeper ways to go to think about forgiveness and be able to let go of any weakness in your body, in your mind, in your soul. See, when you forgive, you transcend your current thinking. It's, you know, it's an old analogy. You take a rubber band and you stretch it, and the rubber band never goes back to where it was. And that's so true. With forgiveness, when we can deeply forgive... It's like we stretch ourselves in ways that we never thought possible. Some of you are listening to this show and thinking, I have a friend that needs to listen to this. I have a family member that needs to listen to this. Because you haven't been able to touch them. You haven't been able to, to be able to help them. And you know that they're carrying stuff in their life that they need to let go of. You know, I hope you'll pass this show on to them. Because this is going to be life-changing for individuals that really want to let go of the past. You know, there's part of us that wants to hold on to the past thinking it could have been different. It's not going to be different. But we can change how we perceive the past by changing our understanding of what forgiveness is all about. You see... 
our mind is the cause of our bondage. And our mind is the cause of our liberation. Now, the mind that's the cause of your bondage is this human mind that judges, that criticizes, that critiques, that holds on. The mind that is the cause of your liberation is the divine mind. It is the higher mind. It is the mind that we can tap into. You know, Einstein once said, all I want to know about is the thoughts of God. The rest are details. The great business owners on this planet, I know Stephen Jobs was a deep meditator. I also know that Stephen Jobs, at the very end of his life, when he planned out his funeral, he planned out everything. He gave everybody who attended his memorial service a little brown box. And in that brown box, when everybody opened it up at the memorial service, he had a book in there. And the book was the autobiography of a yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. When asked why his closest friends, why they thought Stephen gave that book to the audience, they all said pretty much the same thing. He wanted his last act to tell the world to be, to self-actualize, to self-actualize. Now, how do we self-actualize if we have a sense of lack of purpose or we're in dead-end jobs or we have a sense, we're not sleeping at night or we have stress and anxiety or resentments going on in our life or we're thinking about the past harms or we're thinking about revenge even, how to get back at someone. There's a sense of emptiness or hopelessness within us at a deep level. You know. You know I'm talking to you. There's some of you I'm talking to right now. Well, listen, with forgiveness comes awareness and purpose. It comes passion. It comes love. It comes joy. It comes happiness. Everything you've been looking for, it comes with that. But you've got to do the work. Now, Azim is going to be coming on in uh, our next segment. He's going to be talking about what he's found is the steps to forgiveness, and I'm going to give you a couple steps that I uh, have used in my own life in, in coaching individuals over the last 21 years. Um, first step is we can't change anything unless we acknowledge it. We have to acknowledge that it's not working for us, whatever that is. Second step is we have to ask. I believe we have to ask our creator. I, 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 don't, I don't know about you, but there's a part of me that when I'm in this lower self, the lower mind, I can't get out of it. I need some help. I need some help to tap into something higher. The next step for me has always been taking full responsibility for my side and whatever the action is. And sometimes we, there is no side. Sometimes we are a victim of life. Life happens to us and there's no responsibility. But for me, that's been very rare. You usually have a part in, in not letting go. And then there's a piece of the letting go. And that letting go is sometimes hard to do on our own. That's why it's great to listen to shows like this. It's great to find mentors and teachers and individuals that can help us go deep and forgive. I want to tell you that I wrote a book called Release, Renew, Evolve. Uh, wrote it about 20 years ago, but it just came out about two years ago. And I've used it with hundreds of clients 
to help them go through the process of letting go, release, actually inventorying their resentments, their harms, their fears, their blame, their shame, their guilt, their remorse, putting that out on paper, and then actually uh, seeing their part and then making a conscious choice to release that. So this book, if you like, you can go to my website, KenDFoster.com. You can pick it up there, KenDFoster.com under products. Or if you like the full course, you can go to ReleaseRenew.com, ReleaseRenew.com. All right, coming up next in our segment, I can hardly wait because I have Azim Kamisa. Azim is going to be talking about the courage to forgive. He's going to give us a powerful story and also ways that you can right now forgive anything. I'll be right back. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Attention business owners. The feeling of being overwhelmed, stressed out, and facing difficult business challenges goes hand in hand with being an entrepreneur. But there are solutions, and it's time to explore the possibilities. You work hard as an entrepreneur. Give yourself the break you deserve. Ken D. Foster is the business coach for you. Ken has over 21 years of experience with leaders just like you who trust to share what is truly going on in their business and that thing called life. You're invited to set up a free confidential consultation with Ken. His wisdom, guided methods, and unique strategies will bring you to new heights and breakthrough obstacles. Visit KenDFoster.com to set up your free confidential consultation. It's time to achieve your dreams because you deserve a successful business and a balanced happy life. Sound great? Find out how to make this happen. Visit KenDFoster.com. That's KenDFoster.com. KenDFoster.com. Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity or increase your courage, step into your power and forge into the unknown where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or a another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. We're back with Voices of Courage, and now your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, welcome back. Well, if you're in your car, I hope you got your seatbelts uh, on because my next guest is going to blow your socks off. With his story and and how he's used this um, tragedy in his life to turn around everything in his life. His name is Azim Kamisa, and he's an inspiration. Not only to me, he's been hailed by dignitaries such as the Dalai Lama, former President Bill Clinton, Al Gore, and many other dignitaries. Azim carries his inspirational message of forgiveness, peace, and hope into the world that is honestly desperate in need of this. 
Following the loss of his only son, Tariq, in 1995 to a senseless gang-related murder, Azim chose the path of forgiveness and compassion rather than revenge and bitterness. And this amazing choice led to the establishment of the Tariq Kamisa Foundation. You can find that at www.tkf.org and subsequent forgiveness movement which has literally touched the lives of millions of people. It seems so, I'm so happy to have you in the studio. Welcome. Well, thank you, Ken. It's nice to see you again. Oh, it's, it's just a, it's, it's amazing to see you and to be here. So let's, let's talk about it. Okay. It's 1995. You get a phone call. What happened? Well, uh, Tariq was a student, my son, my only son. I do have a beautiful daughter, but he was my only son. And uh, a student, uh, uh, an art student at San Diego State University, mm-hmm. and a uh, brilliant writer and a brilliant photographer, kind-hearted. Mm-hmm. Um, his, uh, his vision someday was to become a journalist for National Geographic. And, uh, and his uh, hero was Gandhi, a man of peace. And uh, he worked on Fridays and Saturdays as a pizza delivery man. Right. For a local Italian restaurant. Kind of job he found himself. I was really proud of him. Could no clue about the dangers around pizza delivery. And this was a last delivery on a, on a January uh, 95. And it mm-hmm. was his turn to go deliver the pizza. He was lured to a, a bogus address. The youth gang that lured him over there gave the right apartment address but the wrong apartment number. So he knocked on several apartments and found out nobody had ordered the pizzas, came back to the car, put the pizzas in the trunk of his car, and as he was about to leave the scene of the crime, he was accosted by four youth gang members. Three of them were 14. The leader of the gang was an 18-year-old who handed a 9-millimeter handgun to a 14-year-old. And as my son is trying to back the car from the driveway, the gang leader gave the order, bust him bones. And he fired one round, which came through the driver's side window, entered my son's body under the left shoulder blade. The bullet actually traveled through the upper part of his chest and exited from the right armpit. Mm. And as the coroner explained to me afterwards, he said the bullet followed a perfect path. And I thought, I quitted a perfect path. I thought that right, was an interesting right. what, choice what, of words. What is that? Yeah, interesting choice. But he was very quick to tell me, Mr. Kamisa, I'm not trying to be insensitive. We do not see a path like this very often. And what it means in my lingo is that it destroyed all the vital organs in your son's body. And Tariq died, drowning in his own blood a couple of minutes later over a lousy pizza at the age of 20. Wow. Oh, that's just heart, heart-wrenching. And, you know, when you, when, you, when you went through this, it, I can't imagine the grief and the, and the, it, there's probably a lot of emotions, grief, anger, resentment, well, one, maybe even vengeance. I don't, I don't know. What went through your mind? Well, it, 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 it's very sudden. Senseless, it's random, it's overwhelming grief, it's unbearable. Uh, it was so excruciatingly painful. I was in my kitchen when I got the call, 
I lost strength in both of my legs as I collapsed on the floor, hit my head against the refrigerator, curled up into a, into a ball. I could not be in my body. I actually had my first out-of-body experience. And I practice as a Sufi uh, Muslim. I meditate. Now I do two hours a day. Back when Tariq was alive, I did an hour a day. And I left my body. And I believe I went into the loving embrace of God. Mm. And you've talked about that a little bit in your preamble. There are times that when you are given such trauma and some such difficult tragedies, you are not able to deal with it at the human level. That's right. And that's, uh, that's, right. that's kind of what happened to me is I left and went into yeah. the loving embrace of God. And I don't know how long I was gone for. It felt like a long time. And when the explosion subsided, I came back into my body with the wisdom that there are victims at both ends of the gun. Wow. It did not come from my intellect right. or my loving heart. It came from that higher power. Every, and this is kind of interesting to talk about because it, every time in trauma or deep tragedy, right. there's a spark of clarity. Think about it. Every saint has suffered the dark night of the soul. Every, and every, that was every, the dark night of my soul. Yeah. And the clarity, the download, if you have a spiritual foundation, the download to me was that there are victims at both ends of the wow. gun, which, that's, so, which so started my journey. That's amazing. So what did you do about that? So you hear this, you know, you hear this power that says there's victim at both ends. What do you do with that information? Well, I, I, in the initial part, I, I did not really know what to do with it. I was grieving. I had to call his mother and my family and go through all this ex- excruciating pain. And then later, uh, maybe... Six months later, I was in Mammoth, just you know, by myself, spending time with them in, in trying to figure out how and why I wanted to live the rest of my life. Mm. And uh, according to the Sufi tradition, we grieve for 40 days. There's a similar tradition in the Jewish faith called sitting Shiva. Yeah. I believe it's nine or 11 days, I'm not very really sure. Right. But in Sufi tradition, we have a 40-day grieving period and we're told that for the 40 days, the reason you can grieve, because grieving is medicine. Right. There's a healthy way to grieve and an unhealthy way That's to right. grieve. So the reason I was taught by my spiritual teacher is that the soul of the departed person, soul of my son, right. stays in close proximity of family and loved ones during the 40 days when we are supposed to grieve. Wow. After the 40 days, we believe there's life after death, that the soul moves to a new consciousness in preparation of its forward journey, and excessive grieving by family and loved ones will impede his soul's journey in the next world. What I recommend that you do is instead of grieving, after the 40 days, do some good compassionate deeds in his name, because Mm -hmm. that will provide high-octane fuel in his forward journey. Right. So I, I, I love think, that. This, I love that this, because I think that's exactly you. You practice that. I mean, obviously, the uh, Tariq Kamisa Foundation was a result of this. Exactly. So the, the idea behind it was that by creating the Tariq Kamisa Foundation, his name is on the marquee. That we would essentially do good, compassionate deeds in his name because it is a five hundred one c three nonprofit, 
And by doing good deeds in his name, my thought was would create millions of dollars of spiritual currency so he could finish his journey in the next world in a rocket. And that was my inspiration. But what happened is where I had lost all energy, that energy came back because now I had purpose and you talked about that. And I, even uh, even today, 23 years later, uh, I get up in the morning talking to kids in his name and I know that we're making a big difference in the lives of students because I'm creating spiritual currency for him. It was a win for him. That's it awesome. was a win for me. It was a win for society. It, it, it totally is. Okay, listen, we got to take a break here. Coming up next, I'm going to ask Azim what his steps to forgiveness are. And also, what's the definition of courage? This guy is amazing. So we'll be right back. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity or increase your courage, step into your power and forge into the unknown where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. Would you like to help someone in need to move from poverty to prosperity? Stars of Courage, a 501c3 nonprofit, is looking for established life coaches with experience in education and career mentorship to build confidence and create clear paths to success. Join our team of experienced coaches in a wide variety of fields, equipped with warm hearts with a passion for lifting up those in need. Our Stars of Courage. Find out how you can make a difference at starsofcourage.org. That's starsofcourage.org. We're back with Voices of Courage. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Welcome back to this powerful, deep, and moving show today. I have Azim Kamisa, who's honestly an inspiration, not only in my life, but he's been an inspiration to millions of people. And we're talking about the courage to forgive today. I want to let you know uh, that this show is being brought to you by Women's Wisdom, San Diego's premier networking and relationship building group for purpose-driven and soul-inspired female entrepreneurs. You can find them on the web at womenswisdom.net. That's womenswisdom.net. They have uh, the one of the most powerful motivator speakers in the country. Her name is Lisa Nichols, and she will be at the live event in San Diego on August 10th. I think you can still get tickets on that, so you may want to check that out. Although, um, now that I'm thinking about that, um, it may not be possible. But you will be able to uh, uh, listen to them on the web. So, womenswisdom.net. Azim, welcome back to this segment. Uh, We're talking about forgiveness. We're talking about... uh, uh, what I want to ask you about is um, your work in the prisons and what you teach uh, people. Is there a step process to forgive? 
I mean, if if man, that that's that's a tough crowd. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, and do you get them to forgive? They, do you get them to let go? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been doing this work for twenty three years, and I do a two day workshop. Uh, a lot of a lot of my people that come to my workshop are therapists, people that work in spiritual venues, people that work with victims, hospice nurses, and I teach. Uh, both the concepts of forgiving people that have harmed you, I have three steps I teach there that help me get to where I am. And then I also work in prisons, which is a lot about self-forgiveness, and I teach about three steps of how to forgive yourselves. Because what I've noticed in this uh, 23 years of work that I have done is that a lot of people are in resentment for what has been done to them. And as you pointed out in the preamble, everyone has a story and they're holding on to resentment or anger or these negative emotions. I also find that we've all harmed as well. Sometimes we have harmed people that are the closest to us. So we are, we are living in guilt. And if you're living in resentment or if you're living in guilt, you cannot be out there 100%. And if you're not out there 100%, you're, you're not giving enough credit to yourself because you have to be out there 110% to succeed in life. Obviously, you teach that. I do, and I, I think there's another piece to that. I think that if we're, if we are, we, you know, we all come here for a reason. We come here for this life for a reason. Right. And if we're letting, uh, if we're not forgiving, if we're not understanding that this is a critical path to our evolution. Right. Um, then we, you know, a lot of people come on this planet and they're the same person that uh, walked into the planet as they leave the planet. So they basically didn't do the Correct. work, right? right? So this this work helps you to become who you're meant Absolutely. to become. Yeah, we all have a journey. Yeah, and we all have to learn how to forgive. Right, because that's part of being human. That's part of us being able to move towards enlightenment or nirvana. And every lifetime you have lessons, and obviously that was a big lesson for me in this lifetime. Yeah. So the point I'm trying to make here is that if you're living in resentment or if you're living in guilt, you are. It precludes you from being out there a hundred percent. And if you're not out there 100%, you're not giving enough credit to yourself, to your family, and more importantly, to your community. Because we need everybody to be out there 110% so we can change this crazy world. No, no kidding. Right? <laughs> no kidding. So, so what are the steps So here? the first, let me talk about how do you forgive people that have harmed you. So mm -hmm. the first step is to acknowledge that you have been wrong. It's a grieving process. It is a painful process. I went through, I mean, 40 days was not enough. It took me a good three and a half years to deal with this I mean, losing a child is not easy. But there are healthy ways to grieve. Meditation, prayer, journaling helped me a lot, reading something inspiring, and listening to some of these powerful stories. But understanding that there were victims at both ends of the gun helped me a lot. That the enemy was not the 14-year-old who killed my son, rather the societal forces that forced many young men, especially young men of color, to fall through the crack and choose lives of gangs and crime and drugs and alcohol and weapons. So that, that is important to, to look at. So the, the first part is to grieve. The second part is to give up all the resulting resentment. And you do that, you do that through having a high level of empathy. For me, it was seeing that the kid who killed my son was a victim as well. Mm. And that takes empathy. And you can't mm. have empathy for somebody you don't know. I know everything there is to know about this kid who killed my son. And I'm obviously in, in, in touch with him. Yeah. I've written four books. He wrote the foreword to my last book. Yeah. He's 37 years old now. 
and he's 12 units away from his degree in child psychology. He has read the Torah, the Quran, the Bible. I just visited him about a month and a half ago, and we talked about Rumi. And I have good news there because he's going in front of the parole board uh, on the November the 28th, and, and I'll be there along with my daughter who runs her brother's foundation to support his parole. And we are confident that, of course, Jerry Brown has 90 days to then sign off on it, but mm-hmm. we, we are confident that he will, and he will join us in February and March. And I think I've been working with his grandfather for the last 23 years in the Tariq Kamisa Foundation where we introduced this man's grandson killed this man's son, and he had that together. Now think about him joining us. Wow. And now he's on, we're in schools, we touch 30,000, 40,000 kids every year. That's and, amazing. And, and he'll be on stage and say, when I was 11, I joined a gang. When I was 14, I murdered Mr. Kamisa's son. I spent the last umpteen years in prison. I'm here to tell you, I wish I could turn the clock back. And I know right. that he genuinely would love to do that. So it's important to, do, to give up this resulting resentment through the process of meditation and talking to your higher power because intentions are very powerful. Yes. Wayne Dyer wrote a book about the power of intentions. That's right. So if you go out into meditation, by the way, there is a free guided meditation on my website, azimkamisa.com. Oh. So they can listen to it and they can actually go through the process of giving up so all let, the resulting resentment. Let me just spell that. That's A-Z-I-M, Kamisa, K-H-A-M-I-S-A dot com. Um, Azim, no, yeah, that's com to get that uh, book. Yeah, just scroll yeah. down uh, to the left side of the homepage, mm-hmm. and there's a preamble, and there are two guided meditations. One mm-hmm. is on forgiveness. The other one is on manifesting your goals. So both are very effective because a lot of people I think you can manifest goals unless you really forgive that's right I mean you can manage yeah that you'll get small goals but you're not going to get your your bigger goals Absolutely. because you can't if you're living in resentment or guilt you are not out there 100 percent. you can't really manifest your goal that's right that's right but well the point, you know the, when 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 uh, what's this young boy's name what's tony tony when tony comes out of jail I know I personally would like to meet him and have him here absolutely I'd like to have it I'd like to talk about this again with him from his point of view. Absolutely. Because I know that this this is world-changing for not just you and Tony and uh, Ples, uh What's his name? Ples. Ples, Ples. You, That's Tony, and Ples. Ples, yeah. Um, but it's life-changing for so many people that Absolutely. you've touched their lives. So listen, we, uh, we're going to come up on a break here. Um, so I, uh, I when we come back, though, Azim, I, I want to really ask you about the courage it must have taken and what is courage how does it how do you get there to forgive this type of situation and others um let's do that and we'll come back we'll be we'll be right back we'll be back with more voices of courage with ken d foster are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity or increase your courage, step into your power and forge into the unknown where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, 
profound questions and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. Would you like to help someone in need to move from poverty to prosperity? Stars of Courage, a 501c3 nonprofit, is looking for established life coaches with experience in education and career mentorship to build confidence and create clear paths to success. Join our team of experienced coaches in a wide variety of fields, equipped with warm hearts with a passion for lifting up those in need. Our Stars of Courage. Find out how you can make a difference at starsofcourage.org. That's starsofcourage.org. We're back with Voices of Courage. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, welcome back to Voices of Courage. Uh, again, I want to mention uh, Women's Wisdom is our premier sponsor right now. And they're San Diego's relationship building group for purpose-driven and soul-inspired females. You can, uh, female entrepreneurs, be specific. You can find them at womenswisdom.net. That's womenswisdom.net. Okay, today, this show, all about the courage to forgive. My guest is Azim Kamisa. He's been hailed by dignitaries such as Dalai Lama, former President Bill Clinton, and Al Gore uh, for his inspirational message on forgiveness, peace, and hope. You know, we live in a world that desperately needs this message. And if you're listening, I believe this message is for you and or family and friends. Hope you will uh, pass this on. Like us on Facebook. Give us some reviews on iTunes or on this show. So this show gets out in the world more and more. Um, Azim, welcome back to this last segment here, this third segment with uh, we're talking about forgiveness. Actually, uh, second to last segment of the show, but last segment I know you're going to be on here because you got to run to an appointment. But um, let's talk about those that last step and then the other three steps. All right, let's so, start the, there so the last step in forgiving people that have harmed you. Now that you have done the work of the grieving, which was the first step, you've done the work about giving up resentment. And uh, by, by, by creating an intention and also by creating empathy, the third step is to reach out, to reach out to the offender with love and compassion. Mm. When I first met Tony, I remember we locked eyes and I'm looking in, a, in his eyes to find a murderer and I didn't. I was able to climb through his eyes and touch his humanity that the spark in him was no different than the spark in you or any, any of your listeners. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting that. He knew I'd forgiven him. I'd been working with his grandfather for four and a half years. Right. And he was 19 years old, but articulate, very well-mannered, remorseful. I could tell my hand of forgiveness had shifted him. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. And he didn't display any of the typical attitude of a 19-year-old society. And I remember walking wow. out of there thinking, why did I wait five years? Because mm. the stride that I walked out with was a lot more bouncier than when I walked in. It was like a big albatross that had been lifted off my shoulder and I knew that I had completed my journey of forgiveness when I came eyeball to eyeball with mm. So it's reaching out is important. Mm -hmm. And as you pointed out, sometimes you're going to reach out to a family member, an ex-spouse. Also, I do this work in corporations. There's a lot of, there's a lot of angst in management teams. So you reach out, reach yeah. out. Not everybody has to reach out to the person who murdered their child. Right. 
But right. so reach out. So that kind of completes right. it. Yeah. And what about the three steps? What you were saying about there's another three step. So process so yeah. So I was we, thinking that use. another thing I I spend a lot of time on is self forgiveness. Self forgiveness. Because okay. a lot yeah, of that, people are in guilt. Right. For what they have done. Right. Or haven't. I, or and, haven't done. Yeah, right. But right. They, what they've done or haven't done. I haven't done. Yeah. And I do this work in prison because mm-hmm. obviously everybody there is is living in guilt. All right. And the the first step is to take responsibility for your actions. Tony did that. Mm-hmm. When he was put in the court to be figure out whether he should be tried as a juvenile or as an adult, he said, I shot and killed Tari Kamisa, a person I did not know was not doing anything wrong to me because of my underforgiveness. It took them like three years to decide whether he should be tried as an adult or as a juvenile. He was the first 14-year-old. Now, that never happens when a judge says, how do you plead, guilty or right. not guilty? What yeah. does that say? Not guilty. Not guilty. He yeah. didn't say that. Yeah. I shot and killed Tari Kamisa, a person I did not know who was not doing anything wrong to me. Mm. I am guilty. Mm. So take responsibility for your action. Mm. Ask forgiveness is the second step of the people you want. In the same speech, he says, I pray to God that Mr. Kamisa would forgive me for the harm that I've caused him. I'd already forgiven him because I started the foundation nine months after Tariq died, reached out to his grandfather. This thing is now three years later. But for him to ask me for forgiveness was meaningful. And the third one, to forgive yourselves, is you have to redeem yourselves. Mm. What that means is you have to change your behavior. Mm. Very hard to do. Mm. I drink too much caffeine. I've tried to change that behavior. Right. It's hard. But when you have living in guilt, you have a festering wound. And the way you redeem yourself is to help others not do the same mistake you did. As Tony joins us, he's going to save a lot of kids that may be thinking about getting involved with the gang. And the more kids he saves, the more easier it will be for him to forgive himself. So I'd say this to the people in the prison that go out. There's actually a good program called the LCP in prison called the Life Connection Program. I speak in the front end of it. It's offered to people that are going to be paroled Uh in the next three years. It's a faith-based program. And that is what I do. I I teach them, first of all, about the impact of crime on victims. And mm. you got grown men in tears because Tariq's girlfriend, Jennifer, they had just got engaged six weeks before he died. She was never able to bounce back. Seven years later, mm. she committed suicide. Oh my gosh. And wow. sometimes people don't so know. Sometimes the, the, people, the ripple. permanent damage. And yeah. They don't know the ripple effects. Exactly. That's what I'm hearing. Right. But teach them yeah. how to go back right. out and redeem themselves right. by making sure other young people yeah. don't follow in their former footsteps. And I teach them how to meditate. And, and the LCP program is for adults. The recidivism rate in the adult system is, 60, is two-thirds, 66.6%. If they go to the LCP program, it's under 17%. So 83% of the, uh, of the inmates actually change their behavior. Wow. Not only that, not wow. only that they don't come back into prison, they're out doing good work in society. Well, so, you know, it's, it's been said that we create the, the, the bars in our own mind yes. before the bars show up in, our, in, our, in prison, right? right? And, I, and, I, and I, I get that, you know, there are people listening right now and they're, they're thinking about maybe a loved one or a family member, somebody that's created the bars of of uh, uh, lack of forgiveness right. in their lives. And, and they, they really need to hear this message. Yeah, I mean, I gave a talk at the University of Oregon in Eugene, and there was this man, looked like he was in his 60s, said, you know, Mr. Kamisa, when I was a young boy, my father regularly abused my sister, and I've lived all of this life in guilt. 
what do you suggest I do? And I said, you know, I understand. You were a small kid. Your dad was a big guy. But now you're a grown man. Right now, as I'm talking to you, somebody else's sister is being abused. You could really help that person mm. because you've gone through that emotion and you know how you can deal with it. So get involved and redeem yourself that way. Yeah. By helping so people. This is where the courage comes. That's right. Because there's people listening to this right now that that uh, this has moved them. And now they have to find the courage to be able to, you know, go out and forgive or go out and do the work so that others can forgive. How do you how did you find your courage? So my friend? I don't think it, it resides in your intellect. Mm-hmm. It resides in that higher body. Mm-hmm. There's a great quote by Einstein that mm-hmm. we must take care not to make intellect our God. Mm-hmm. Sure it's powerful muscles, but no personality. Mm-hmm. It cannot lead, <laughs> it can only serve. Right. One of my books was published by Random House, it's called The Secrets of the Bulletproof Spirit, mm-hmm. how to bounce back from life's hardest hits. Mm-hmm. So in life, you're going to get problems. Your intellect's not going to solve, even if you have a double PhD. Right. In, in life, you're going to get problems. Your hearts are not going to be able to heal. Where are you? But by the same token, there are no problems that you're going to get in your life, courage being one of them, mm-hmm. that your spirit cannot solve or heal. But you have to have that spiritual foundation and that book is just about that. There's 30 different chapters in the book. How, how, does, how does my audience get that book? Oh, it's available broadly on Amazon, uh-huh. on my website. Say, uh, say the name of it again, please. The Secrets of the Bulletproof Spirit, How to Bounce Back from Life's Hardest Hits. It's, uh, it's a great book. Yeah. And, and, and what I found out that what helped me get through my son's tragedy wasn't my degrees in math and finance, even though I went through some pretty good schools in England. Mm-hmm. What really helped me was a spiritual foundation. And back when my son was alive, I lived in my head like a lot of us do. But now I lead from the spirit because if the spirit can help me forgive the most difficult thing for a parent. Why don't I use my spirit to bring everything I manifest in the world? Well, so, Azim, I... I uh I think we're going to end there because that is profound. Thank you for uh, for being here. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, your your courage, and your insights into forgiveness here. You know, we all must rise up to meet our challenges, and we need to really ascend our thinking and change the conversations that we're having. And we can do this by expanding our courage, doing what's right, and listening to shows like this. So I hope you will tell your friends right now. If you're on Facebook, tell them. This show is is moving. It's moving you. Listen, we'll be right back. I'm going to be talking with you about uh, my new book, The Courage to Change Everything. And I'm going to be reading one of the sections that's going to probably, uh, for some of you, make a difference in uh, changing your, your point of view. We'll be right back. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity or increase your courage, step into your power and forge into the unknown where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. 
This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. Would you like to help someone in need to move from poverty to prosperity? Stars of Courage, a 501c3 nonprofit, is looking for established life coaches with experience in education and career mentorship to build confidence and create clear paths to success. Join our team of experienced coaches in a wide variety of fields, equipped with warm hearts with a passion for lifting up those in need. Our Stars of Courage. Find out how you can make a difference at starsofcourage.org. That's starsofcourage.org. We're back with Voices of Courage. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Welcome back. What a show we've had. You know, this show is a show that we can go deep. We talk about some deep subjects here, don't we? And, you know, hopefully we're keeping it light, light enough so that you can hear it, absorb it, and really apply it in your life. That's that's my mission. I'm, I'm really... On a, on a mission to help people to have more joy, more happiness, more love in their life and take their businesses, their wealth to completely new levels. That's what the show is all about. And along those lines, I wrote a book. It's called The Courage to Change Everything. It's daily strategies and wisdom to transform your life one day at a time. Why did I write that book? Well, I wrote it because I found in my own life that I need wisdom and inspiration and some daily actions, no matter it's a great day or it's a lousy day, right? Good times or the bad times, I need some inspiration. And I thought, what better way to do that than for every day to be able to get some inspiration? So I've actually put the, uh, the book or parts of the book on a app right now. The app is called The Vibe, T-H-E-V-I-B-E, T-H-E-V-I-B-E. You can get that on Amazon. And there's several Vibe apps out there. So this is the one with the green background and a white butterfly on it. And every day you're going to be getting um, some inspiration and some uh, wisdom uh, download it right to your phone. You don't have to do anything. It'll come right right uh, into your phone. So I hope you'll uh, check that out. And um, I'd like to give you an excerpt from the book. This is day 305. So you get a feel of what I'm doing. And by the way, this is on, uh, uh, not all of the book is on the Vibe, but uh, a good portion is uh, of the inspiration is on the Vibe every uh, day. You can have that. So day 305, have the courage and a little willingness to venture and be defeated. It comes to us from Robert Frost, a great author. People whose view of life does not change through time pretty much waste their lives. This is a bold statement, but true. We are here to evolve mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Playing small and staying in your comfort zone is of no use to your advancement. It's only when you stretch your limits and grow your presence that you can become all you were meant to be. You can become anything you choose. Why not start becoming the master of your life starting today? You may ask, how do I do this? The answer is simple. 
First, close your eyes and ask, what is possible for me? Then let go of what you imagined is possible in the past. The truth is you are an infinite spirit. So why would an infinite spirit limit itself? Now, start acting in congruent ways with your spirit. Imagine, who are you without confining limits? What does your life feel like without thoughts of your past? The more you stay connected to your spirit, the better your life becomes. Today, ask, what do I need to accept today that will change all my tomorrows? Number two, where can I find the answers to get what I want in life? And number three, what am I willing to take ownership of to increase my success? The actions, make a list of three ways you're limiting yourself and then take actions to change that around. Hmm, limiting ourselves. Is that, does that, is that even real for you? Well, I think it's real for just about everybody that walks to the planet. Uh, that I've seen, you know, I think Azim in our last segment <clears throat> made a really good point. He said that even if you have two PhDs, it doesn't mean that you have the understanding of how to forgive. And what I've come to understand is that there are a lot of walking, very intelligent people out there that have a lot of degrees, but emotionally, they're really crippled. They have a difficult time forgiving. They have a difficult time with relationships. Um, a lot of times they have stop, start, stop patterns in their life. They might start a really good relationship and then it ends. They might start a, a new career and then it ends. They might be an entrepreneur and start a, a, a great business and, and it ends. And they... Each time they're wondering, why is this happening to me? Well, I've been coaching individuals for the last 21, 22 years now. And I find it, there's always a common source for lack of success. And Azim alluded to it earlier in our last segment. He said, if you're not connected to your spirit, or your soul, then the chances of you really fulfilling your life is very slim. We really need to be able to do that. You know, he, he mentioned that he teaches people how to forgive with meditation. I didn't go in deep with uh, depth of him with that, but <clears throat> I know that he is a, a long-term meditator. He, I believe, works uh, somewhere around uh two hours a day in meditation. Um, I'm not quite there with him. I'm usually a half hour in the morning and, uh, or uh, excuse me, usually up to an hour in the morning and then about a half hour at night. But what I found is that those people that are on that path that want to learn how to meditate and how to go deeper um, really can take their lives to a completely new level. So for those of you that do have an interest in uh, finding some of the tools and resources that will help you to transcend any limitations, then I encourage you to go to my website, kendfoster.com, kendfoster.com, and look on the resource page. There's a bunch of free stuff up there, um, including some instruction on meditation. 
It's a scientific uh, guide to meditation so that you uh, get results time and time again instead of just stop-start patterns. So I hope you'll check that out. But I want to say this, that introspection is probably the greatest gift that we can give to ourselves. So when we quiet our minds, we still our minds in meditation, right after meditation, we ask questions like, what's working in my life? What is the purpose of my life? Am I fulfilling that purpose? Am I getting closer to success every day? Or am I just playing uh, the stop-start game? Am I getting closer to my family, to my wife? Or is that, or I'm estranged? Am I building wealth every day or not? Is my career getting better or not? We have the power within us to change everything, but we have to change our minds. We have to change how we see things, which, again, as I mentioned in the, I believe, first segment, I wrote a book called Release, Renew, Evolve. That's also on the website, kendfoster.com, and that book helps you to explore the past, explore it and release it permanently. Uh, because when you can forgive deeply, you increase awareness, you become more balanced, and you become liberated from energetic blocks or wounds of the past. If, you know, that kind of work, you know, is important for you and you think that, you know, you might want to have a little more success in, in many areas of your life, then I encourage you to check it out because there's no reason to stay recreating our life from the past. And that's what most people do. If you are in a place where you have uh, disempowering thinking going on, um, you know, disempowering thinking is thinking that disempowers you in any way. All right? So you can't stay in a relationship or you, you eat poorly or you don't exercise, or you don't create financial wealth, or you um, you have a lack of purpose or sense of uh, hopelessness. All those things are because you're tuning into some beliefs that have been programmed in you from the past, from either your parents or your teachers or your um, friends or family, that are probably not true. So... I've found in my own life that the only thing that I look for is what's true. And what's true will always empower you. Say that again. What's true will always empower you. And think about that. Because this week, if there's anything that you're feeling disempowered around, there's some weakness in there, then you need to let it go and open up your mind to be able to take your life to a new level. Again, I thank all of you for listening in. I thank you for giving us reviews on iTunes and giving us likes on Facebook and passing this on. Thank you so much. You can pre-order my latest book at thecouragetochangeeverything.com. You can also get the uh, Release, Renew, Evolve program at releaserenew.com. And you can find all of our replays at voices uh, at voicesofcourage.us, voicesofcourage.us, and on Facebook by searching for Voices of Courage. So until next time, live courageously and see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. You can do it.
Thanks for joining us for Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting VoicesOfCourage.us. Be sure to join us next Sunday at 10 a.m. as Ken brings more stories of courage that will inspire greatness within you and change your life for the better. This has been Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Well,